What if you could use the same tactics that Amazon, Netflix, and Airbnb use to close more business? They don't follow the traditional sales method, which is the sales funnel method. The sales funnel method is an old method that salespeople used to use all the time, even marketers used to use all the time, that caused nothing but friction for the consumer. And the consumer just felt this awful way about buying certain things or the way they were treated by certain brands. So fast forward to now, these companies, Amazon, Netflix, Airbnb, what method do they use to close us so often and so frictionless? The sales funnel's dead. The next thing that we're going to talk about is the flywheel method. That is the future of all sales and marketing. Stay tuned to find out what it is, how you can use it, and what is the best way to convert your clients. Welcome to the Brand Builder Podcast. I'm your host, Amir Tabrizi. I'm a side hustle digital marketer turned agency owner who has managed over $2 billion in marketing budgets. I'm obsessed with the brand building process through video content, social media, and all things organic, leveraging search engine optimization and the power of Google. Every week here on the Brand Builder Podcast, we dive deep into the dynamic realm of digital marketing, unveiling the tools, strategies, and insights that can empower your brand in today's digital-centric world. Not just go over some quick hacks and tricks that will yield you no long-term growth. Whether you're a startup looking to make a splash or an established brand aspiring to reach new heights, our podcast is here to illuminate the path towards your success. So stay tuned to my workshop-style solo shows with the occasional in-depth interviews with industry experts. We don't just talk about digital marketing. We decode it, demystify it, and help you leverage it for your brand's growth. So stay tuned into Brand Builder's podcast and embark on your journey towards becoming a titan in the digital marketing arena. Hey everyone, my name is Amir Tabrizi and I'm your host for this week's episode of the Brand Builder Podcast. I'm so happy to have you back with me. Last week, what we talked about was branding. What is it? Why is it important? And why you should really be focused on your branding. Today, we're going to take that branding to a next step, to a different step. We're going to talk about the best way to give that experience that your clients are looking for so that they go through your system. So that you can hit them wherever they are in the buying process, whether they're at the beginning, middle, end, not sure, you can find a way to hit them with this new system called the flywheel method. Here's some basic information about what the sales funnel is and what the flywheel method is. The sales funnel is a linear model, while the flywheel method is a circular model. The sales funnel starts with a lead and ends with a sale. The flywheel method starts with a sale and then loops back to attract new customers. So now we're talking repeat. The sales funnel again focus is directly on output, while the flywheel method focuses on the input. The sales funnel is all about how many customers can you output. The flywheel method is all about how much energy can you input into the system. This new way of selling, the flywheel, I mean, look at it this way. The the sales funnel is exactly what the ending, the funnel. So what happens with a funnel? You put all of this content at the top, right? So you put all the liquid or whatever it is you're trying to pour into a bottle, you put them at the top. And then they're squeezed tighter and tighter as they go through the process. So there's friction that causes that all of that stuff to come through to wherever the content is landing. The sales funnel 
is just focused on how many people can I get to the finish line, which it's fine if you just want to look at it that way. But what happens is when you use the sales funnel, you do not create fans for yourself. All you are doing is creating they come in. If 100 people come in, I push 10% of them to the next level and 10% of them to the next level and then 10% of them to the bottom. It's all they focused on. All you're focusing on is what can I get my clients to do from here to here to here to here to here. You don't care about how they feel about the system. There's just no care in there. The flywheel, they can come in whether they are at a customer in the middle of the funnel because they've built relationships with you through the content that you've been putting out or whether they're just looking for information on what it is that they're looking to buy or sell. So when you use the flywheel, you're building trust. You are building a way to communicate with your clients who, what they should be doing, where they should be. Right, so if a client is coming in at the, the let's just say at a stranger, uh, you know, part of the wheel, right? So that's when you start to attract them. So now they're a stranger. You're attracting them. How are you attracting them? Well, you're putting out content. You're putting out videos. You're putting out social media posts. And then guess what? They're now engaging. So they become prospects. They engage with your tools. They engage with your technology. They engage with whoever and whatever it is that you're doing. And then all of a sudden. They're delighted by you. So then they become customers. So now they've engaged, they bought, you've delighted them. The best part of the flywheel to me is the promoters. When you take a prospect from stranger to prospect to customer and then turn them into promoters, that is free business. Because this person who has gone through the system, I've bought something from Amazon and guess what? I will promote them because it was so easy. I went online. I looked at what I wanted. They gave me many options. I clicked on the one I want. Boom, I went through. Airbnb. I know I wanted to go somewhere. I found the place that was looked good for me. Nobody was calling me to pitch me. Nobody was trying to hard sell me. Nobody just said, hey, man, they're at the top. They're attracting. Boom, push them down. Okay, now they're engaging. Boom, push them down. Now we got them captured. Boom, push them down. Now we got the sale. It's a flywheel. It's easy. It's frictionless. There is no pressure into doing something. But there are some huge benefits, right, of this as well. It's customer-centric. The flywheel method focuses on creating a positive customer experience that will keep customers coming back for more. The sales funnel, on the other hand, is just like, hey, man, how quickly can we get them out? Hey, man, how quickly can we just push them through? We're not meeting our quota. Push harder on the funnel. The friction way of buying and selling is not there anymore. So we have to find ways to really scale our flywheel method, to really push through and understand the growth that comes with the different stages of where a person can come in. Are they a stranger? Are they a prospect? Are they a customer? Are they ready to promote? A lot of times people don't come in as strangers, but on the funnel, they are all strangers. When they get dropped into the funnel, it doesn't matter if they're in the you know marketing qualified, which is at the top, and then they're sales qualified, which is kind of lower to the bottom. They come in at where you tell them, which is where? In the funnel? At the top. So they're going to get the same information and the same message, but you never took the time to understand where they were in the process. What if they have already heard about you, read about you, love your services? Or what if they're a buyer, but you're giving them the same information that you would be to a seller? They're at different stages, they're doing different things, and you're treating them all the same. Does not work that way. 
that will go on to your competitor because they want a certain type of information that you're not giving them. So the flywheel, they can come in wherever they please. They may have already engaged with your content. So they're not strangers to you. They've already engaged with you. They already know you. 70% of the work is done for you because of the blog posts, the videos, all the things you've put out there. So now they're engaging. So your closing rate is much, much higher. And guess what? You did not have to pound them over a head. Hey, buy this from me. Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, we should look at this. Hey, have you seen this? Hey, have you seen that? Like too much. Wait and allow them to build that trust and brand relationship with you. And then you come in and give them that closing sale or that closing tip. It all starts with trust. And that's what the flywheel method is all about trust. Great product, a great service. This is the foundation of any successful flywheel. So now I want you to remember what I just said. So great product, great service is the base of all of it. So let's go into how a business can help create a sustainable and scalable flywheel. But before we do that, I want to take a second to thank our sponsors, Agency 270. My name is Amir Tabrizi, and I am the owner and the chief growth officer here at Agency 270. Agency 270 is a full-service digital marketing team. We focus on search engine optimization, paid ads, your Google business profile, videos, video editing and optimization, hosting your videos, social media management, and podcast recording and editing. Why we do what we do is because we want to help you and your message to get out in front of the world. We want to make sure that we're highlighting our clients so that they are the consumer's choice. We do that through the power of digital marketing. Ask yourself this question. If you go onto Google right now and type in your name, or type the problem that you solve, and you're not coming up as one of the first two, three choices, there's a problem there. You are losing out business to your competitor. Don't settle for next to best. Don't settle for second. Don't settle for third. Let us help you get you to the number one spot on Google. Give me a call today. Go on our website at agency270.com. Send us an email at marketing at agency270 or give us a call 301-310-6148. Again, that's 301-310-6148. Back to our show. All right. So we've talked about what it is, why it's so different, but let's talk about really how you can implement it and create a sustainable and scalable flywheel. So you want to start with a strong customer acquisition strategy. This means content that attracts your ideal customers and then driving them to your website and landing page. You can use a variety of channels to do this, by the way. You can do SEO, you can do paid ads, you can do social media, you can do videos, you can do email marketing. You create a positive customer experience. You provide excellent customer service. You offer high quality products and services and making it easy for the customer to do business with you. When a customer has a positive experience, they're more likely to repeat customers and advocate for your brand. Let's look at another brand, Chewy. A lot of us who are pet owners or some of us who may not even be, you've seen Chewy. I recently ordered something from Chewy for my dog. It comes in and it was not what I was looking for. It wasn't, he's a bully, so, you know, he is, he got that hard bite, you know, tears through toys very quickly. But the toy that I had ordered, I thought it would be 
stronger. It would withstand certain things. Fast forward to, to the point that I'm trying to make. So I called Chewy, I messaged him or something, and I said, hey, can I return this to you guys? I actually meant to get this toy and not this toy. Within minutes, they come back to me and say, hey, Mr. Tabrizi, don't even worry about it. You don't need to return it. Keep that. We're going to send you another one free of charge. I love that. Not just because I got something for free, but because they made it so frictionless. I presented my problem to them. They immediately came back with a solution, told me what they can do for me, told me when it will be there, and they, they even overnighted the toy so that my dog can have it. I will now advocate for them. If anybody I know says, hey, I want to order a dog toy, I want to order food, you should call or reach out to Chewy. That product, that service made me a promoter. And then you want to make it easy for your customers to refer your business to others. This needs providing customers with incentives to refer you business. You can offer them free discount, you can offer them discounts, free products or services, social media shout outs. You are acknowledging, not compensating, you are acknowledging. I think that's a huge thing that we all kind of miss out on, right? We think, okay, well, we're gonna compensate them. We're gonna we're gonna give them a Starbucks gift card. It's great. But guess what? They're not going to remember you. You want to be continuous. So you want to give them a discount. Hey, you know, I know you love this product. Here's a 10% discount. I hope you enjoy it. Boom, you've done something for them. And then you go back and you say, hey, if you don't mind, send me a picture using your product. I would love to feature you on my social media. Now you're giving them another shout out. So you continuously drip and drip and drip and drip. You are never playing out of sight, out of mind. One of the biggest things I see with real estate agents, and this is specifically for someone that do that, and maybe even car sales agents that I've, I've had a chance to communicate with, they're all transactional. Once the transaction's done, they go their way, you go your way, and then you don't remember them. And you know how many times the first time home buyers are getting ready to sell their house, they don't call that realtor back because they've been getting the mailers or the emails or the workshop emails or whatever it is from the other agent who's farming, who's consistently dripping information into the neighborhood they moved into. So you've now potentially have lost three or four additional transactions. You've now potentially lost three, four, five million dollars worth of sales because you just didn't take the time to follow up and you just looked at them as a transaction. The service, the products, the continuous reminders are the best way to implement and to create a sustainable and scalable flywheel for your business. Now, let's talk about what are some challenges that could be that you could face when you're implementing the flywheel. The flywheel method is a powerful way to grow your business, but it's not without its challenges. Here are some of the challenges that businesses that I've worked with have faced implementing it. It takes time and effort. The flywheel method is not a quick fix. It takes time and effort to build a sustainable and scalable flywheel. It takes time for you to understand what are your customers looking for when they come out of the attract phase. It takes time. How do you engage them? How do we delight them? You may start with the, you know, the gift card for Starbucks, but then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I need to do something different. So then you reach out to a company called Client Giant. If you don't know what Client Giant is, I would definitely suggest you go look them up. They are a, they do monthly, uh, quarterly gifts to your past clients. It's, it's such a frictionless system. I love that system. But quick shout out to them. Definitely check them out. So you find ways to fix it. How do I fix the delight? How do I do the attraction? How do I do the engagement? At the attract phase, a lot of people are doing ads or posts or SEO and so on and so forth. 
So then, hey, you got them to your website. So now you're on your website and your impressions and your clicks are going high, but then your customer engagement is low. Okay, so now you've got that figured out. Okay, now we're going to go to the engagement. What are we going to do with the engagement phase? You know what? For the engagement phase, we're going to do a workshop. We're going to do an in-person seminar. We're going to do a client event. We're going to do da-da-da-da-da, whatever it is. So now you've worked it. You've found out the engagement. So you have now attracted them. You engage them. They're your customers, but they're not happy with the service maybe or they're not happy with the product so then you go in and you say okay well how do we delight these people how do we change the messaging or do this or do like so you start to really work the system to build a sustainable and scalable flywheel it's not a quick fix you have to be customer centric mind you have to have the mindset of being customer centric it's all about a positive customer experience it requires you know, for you to really think like, okay, how would my customer think? And sometimes the easiest way to do that is find your five or six customers that you know are going to be honest with you and ask them, what could I have done differently? How could I have made the system better for you? Ask those questions. Don't be afraid of the answers you might get. Just ask the question. Be open. Don't think they're attacking you. Don't think they're coming after you. They're just giving you feedback and then take that feedback and apply it however you see fit. The biggest thing, one of the biggest things, two biggest things I would say, it requires data and analytics. So you need to be able to measure your results, making adjustments, not completely diverting track, make a little adjustments. You know from A to Z what's there, but you may need to move a little bit to the left, a little bit more to the right, go dig higher, dig low, whatever. You know, build a little bit higher, dig a little bit lower, and data and analytics. And it requires commitment. To continuous improvement. Don't think you figured it out. Don't think you have know exactly what the system is. Always be ready to grow. It's not a static model. It consistently evolving as you learn more and more about your customers and your business. So the requirement to the commitment is the continuous improvement. And it's not just, hey man, easy. It's running. Let's just maintain it. So you have to give it the time and the effort. It's not easy. It's not quick. You have to really engage in every single part. You have to think like your customer and be open to hearing their feedback. Whether good or bad, be open to hearing their feedback. And, you know, I hear a lot of uh, some of my clients at the beginning phases go, well, you know, we only reach out to the ones who we do, who I know are going to be, you know, are really happy with us. Okay, that's great. You know, they're going to give you some pats on the back. But what if you reach out to the clients that did not have a good experience and you eat some humble pie and you go ask them, hey, what could I have done differently? It's okay to do that. That shows growth. That is what's going to make you different than the other person. That client who may have had such a bad experience may forgive you or give you a second chance because you took the set, you took the time to go and ask them, I know the system wasn't great. I know I didn't do the best job I could. I know my team may have failed X, Y, and Z. How can I do different? We, I deal with that as well. There's times where I've let certain things fall through the cracks. I eat humble pie, go ask the client, hey, I know we missed the, we missed the mark with this. What could I have done differently? There are a lot of people ready to forgive you. They're not going to just forget. They're going to forgive you and be able to do more business with you. So let's talk. Let's, let's take it into a happier phase. Let's really talk about these examples of the companies I gave who successfully implemented the flywheel. 
we'll talk Amazon, Netflix, Airbnb, and you guys heard me give you a little bit of a quick, um, you know, shout out to uh, our friends at Chewy as well. So let's talk Amazon. Amazon is the classic example of a company that has used the flywheel method to grow its business. Amazon's flywheel starts with a great customer experience. The customer is drawn to Amazon because it's wide selection of products. Products, So you see stranger, attraction. Wide selection, boom, they got it, you're attracted. And then it's low prices. Again, another point of attraction. Hey, they have a bunch of stuff, it's low prices, and then it's easy to use. The customer experience on the Amazon website is great. You go in, you search what you want, you have all the filters on your left, and you have all the information you need, and is it going to come Amazon Prime? When is it coming? The great, the great attraction they have there. And once a customer has a positive experience with Amazon, they're more likely to come back and be repeat customers. Now they have the Amazon subscription, right? So like these were the things that they didn't have in the past, but then they built on top of them. Okay, we attracted them. We're engaging with them. They're coming back, but how can we make that easier for them? Boom, let's put a subscription button. Hey, we'll send it to you on a bi-weekly, monthly, bi-monthly, whatever frequency or whatever this product is. As a father, so easy to just go on Amazon and set things up. And I know they're going to be there because it's not easy to be with your family, engage with your customers and do this and work on your business and work on yourself and do like, it's just so many hours in a day. The attraction that the light that they give you, the engagement that they've helped you bring in with allowing certain things to happen creates a huge positive impact on your daily You don't even realize it, but it does, and you register it in your head, and you go, huh, I like that. And then guess what? So now that you know another friend of mine is having a baby, they go, hey, what's one thing you would tell me? Hey, man, go on Amazon, put this thing on subscription mode, boom, you got it. Now the diapers, the wipes, and everything else is coming by themselves. Let's talk about Netflix. There's another great company that has successfully implemented the flywheel method. Netflix's flywheel starts with a great product. They offer a wide selection of movies and TV shows, and its streaming service is easy to use. Whether on your phone, whether you're on your laptop, on your TV, wherever it is, it's easy to use. It's simple. It's not complicated. You go in, boom, I want to watch this. Okay, cool. Now we're going to break it down into this series for you and that series. And oh, this is new. And look, this is our top 10. Boom. It's always attraction. There's always engagement. And then once the customer has a positive experience with Netflix, they're more likely to become subscribers. So now they got you on a monthly. The positive customer experience drives Netflix, drives traffic to Netflix's website, which again leads to more subscriptions, which leads to more positive customer experiences, which is that repetitive cycle of over and over and over again. But let's look at where Netflix was. Netflix at one point was sending out CDs. They're like, hey, this isn't working. This this, this isn't really engaging with us, and we need to change that. Boom, we change it. Now it's all subscription-based, right? So now it's all online. Now it's all at the fingertips and oh, okay we, we, we don't we, we needed a download button okay person's flying all the time they want to download their information boom they download it so again attract change attract change engage make some changes constant last company we'll talk about airbnb again the same thing starts with a great product they offer a plethora of different ways to rent out people to put out people's homes right? For travelers, they're not renting out people. I, I can assure you that. <laughs> but well, I can't assure you. But hey, listen, we're getting off topic. The, they allow you to rent other people's homes. But at the same time, let's look at this. Airbnb not only allows you to rent your home, 
out to people, but it also allows somebody to rent. You know, there's the both sides. There's the renter, and then there's the rentee, right? Or, but, but if that's the right word, but you know, you can rent. You can get your house on the market. You can make some additional income. So it allowed a lot of people to have a beach house, a second home, a lake house, a mountain house, a ski house, whatever. It allowed people to do that because they knew that there was this platform that was easy to use that they could list their house on and then people could come rent their house, stay there, but they could also black out certain days so they can do that. My own family members, there's a bunch of them that have houses that they bought, whether it was on a farm um, or somewhere else where they're just putting the house on the market, blacking out certain dates and like, hey, yep, we're going to make X amount of money and you know, it's, 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 a, it's a great product that they're giving. So it'll, the platform allows for people to rent out their home to travelers. This product is both convenient and affordable, which makes it attractive to both the hosts and the guests. Again, two sides of it. Once a, po- once a host has a positive experience with Airbnb, they're more likely to tell their friends or buy another Airbnb and then boom, look, there's, there's another house on them with this person. And so they, it, again, positive customer experience leads to more people on their website, which leads to more bookings. These are just a few examples of companies. I know you guys have experienced them yourself. I think if you take anything away from this episode, please, please, please understand that the world of sales is no longer about pressure tactics. It's no longer about, you know, well, how can I make them go through this phase? We now have access to content, to information. With that access, we want to take the most frictionless way possible to do deals and business with the people who we like. When I need a car, I know I need a car. It doesn't change that I, the fact that I need a car. What it does change is where I take my business, who I do work with. Will I do work with the pushy salesman at the X, Y, and Z dealership that's just like, man, come on, let, let, me, let me just get some numbers in front of you. Let me just get this. Let me get that. No. Personally, I wouldn't because I'd feel the pressure. But I would love to work with the you know the real the 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 salesperson who's giving me the information I need because he make me he makes me feel comfortable. He's still closing me. He's still giving me the numbers I'm looking for, and he's still doing it this way. But he's not doing it just to push me through. You know, just give me the signature. Just just, just sign right here. Well, I don't want to sign. I don't know what I'm signing. What what am I looking at? Or the agent or the real estate agent that's coming in and saying, hey, listen, I just want to sell your house. Well, what if what if they have questions? Are, are you addressing some of those things? Like what if they're, and this is such a huge emotional decision, whether they're buying or selling. They could be selling their home that they raised five or six kids in and had all these beautiful memories. And you're walking in, you're tearing it up, man, this wall looks awful and this is bad and blah, 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 blah. But if you take your time and show them the value and engage with them and delight them and say, hey, listen, I know you have a lot of memories in this beautiful home, but we need to change the color because the color may have worked for you, but we want to get the most bang for your buck or we want to get the most return of investment for you. How do we do that? We paint this, we change this, we put this here, or we're going in and helping a first-time home buyer buy. That, that They're laying roots there. They want to have a place where they feel comfortable with. As the agent, you can just say, hey, listen, the market's crazy. You just you just got to write everything here. We got to wave this, this, and this. But you can have a good real estate agent that can walk you through the system and the process and make you feel comfortable about the three, four, five, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars $700,000 investment you're about to make. 
at the end of the day, we are responsible for how successful our businesses are. And as long as we're willing to change, and as long as we're willing to give the content, and as long as we're willing to be consistent with it, and as long as we are willing to ask the tough questions, not from the clients that had the best experience with us, but the ones who didn't, and then make those changes, implement them, change them, don't completely shift, make little changes here and there. If the attraction phase isn't working, ask yourself, why aren't, why are not, why are people not coming to my website, my social, how can I attract them better? Is my messaging correct? Okay, now they're here. How am I engaging them? Am I giving them the content they're looking for? Or did I advertise something in my attraction phase that has nothing to do with the engagement phase? They've now engaged with me. They've become customers. How can I make sure that they're absolutely delighted that they'll come back to me? My name is Amir Tabrizi. Thank you for listening to the second episode of the Brand Builder Podcast. I will talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.